Rebecca. And I'm Lindsay. And welcome to Ningyo Bingo. Where you keep collecting dolls. But never seem to win the game. And I just came back from another convention. Because Becca is our globetrotter these days, running around from convention to convention. But this time, at least, it was a little bit closer to home. Yeah, um, this one was Anime NYC, Anime New York City, in the uh, Javits Center. Uh, That was uh, November 17th, 18th, and 19th of 2017. It was their first year being a convention, if I understand. Yes, do do, do it first, do it big. Um, (laughs) It was something like Crunchyroll um, tapped uh, some place on the shoulder that does big conventions... And then they kind of collabed together. So Crunchyroll didn't own the convention, but con- Crunchyroll kind of... Crunchyroll was, like, behind it. Yeah, initiated it. It's not okay. that they owned so it, is... but they just kind of made it happen, kind of? Right. Well, that makes this, instead of being a volunteer... Like, um, there's, like, two types of conventions in the anime world. There's the volunteer organization convention, such as Otakon. And um, a lot of the East Coast cons are based on that model where a uh, sort of a group of people become either a nonprofit or they kind of run the convention as a fan for other fans. And then you have the industry-run conventions where a company or several companies are behind the convention entirely. And the money comes from them rather than from people paying for the ticket price and so on and so forth. Yeah, and so there was... So that um... means it has a different flavor and things. Yeah, there was a there was a heavy presence of Annie Pilex, um Oh my gosh, there's a new... Yeah, I know. How many episodes of Fulminal Alchemist have I listened to that from? Um, And Crunchyroll, and there's a new something. Something Press. um... Oh, Small Yen Press? Yes, that was also a prominent Their offices are based in New York City, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, that that does make sense. But of course... Uh, the entire reason I ended up going there was because uh, Danny Chu and Smart Doll was going to be there. Um, and for those of you who aren't familiar with Danny Chu and Smart Doll, though I'm not quite sure how you would manage that, um, Smart Doll and Danny, Danny Chu has done a lot of things here and there within anime fandom space. Um, perhaps most famously, he was a contractor liaison contact point for the Japanese government for a certain amount of time during their um, sort of push to use anime as a... Um, publicity isn't the word I want, but as a method of improving international relations between Japan and other countries and import-export business in Japan after the um, issues that were in the 1980s with the economic downturn and the uneasy relationship that they had with countries like the U.S. for several, for quite a few while. And anime was actually quite, like, a big, huge part of improving relations internationally, which is a whole thing. Um, But he sort of started out as, like, this guy who kind of was involved in these things, worked for Amazon, um, really smart, intelligent person, and... I believe he started to do sort of part of his like video photo blog posts would be about Volks sometimes and about going to Volks events and these beautiful, gorgeous photographs he would be taking at the Volks events. And then eventually my understanding is he decided I'm going to make my own thing because I'm passionate about it. And thus the smart doll was born, which was really the, the 
the first large scale 60 centimeter vinyl doll that wasn't Obitsu or Volks. Yeah, it wasn't one of those two companies. And um, Danny Chu himself is sort of um, grew up in England and moved to Japan specifically to work and all quite a story there. Yes, he 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 came over with National Geographic and then started working at Amazon and then made his own business with Culture Japan, which is the the flagship dolls of um, Smart Doll are all characters from culture japan he's also associated with the good smile company i believe um Mm -hmm. and he worked uh he self-taught himself uh japanese he self-taught himself how to like 3d sculpt in a program so he's quite the unique individual who uh thankfully said that he would actually do an interview with me on the floor so uh, upcoming, we have a, a 15-minute interview done on the sales floor. So please forgive the audio quality. I do not have control over everything. Um, uh, You're going to hear a lot of chatter and sort of ambient noise, but we did our best to make sure that you can hear clearly Danny Chu and Becca talking to each other. Yes, as best as we can. Uh, another um, well, podcaster, video YouTuber uh, called Shizu-san, uh, he loves the vinyl dolls the character dolls uh he also has an interview up right now on youtube also with um danny chu uh went over some different questions um i i got the benefit of going a little earlier uh shizu-san unfortunately uh, right next door was a taku mode which is like an amazon-ish thing for anime products where you can buy a membership and do things and they had like prizes that they were giving out so my while my audio is kind of quiet and and because of the editing out the background noise, at least I didn't get the cowbell sound that he unfortunately did because <laughs> oh, no. somebody won with a with a little spinner buzzer or whatever uh, one of the uh, rainbow mm-hmm. apacas there. So I, it could have been worse. <laughs> definitely could have been worse. And you got a chance to talk to him a little bit about an upcoming product that they've been working on outside of the vinyl doll sort of realm, but related to it. Right. So so, uh, so let's get into that interview. Uh, please enjoy this uh, interview at Anime NYC, the interview with Danny Chu. Uh, welcome to Ninja Bingo, where you keep collecting dolls, but you never seem to win the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm Rebecca, and I'm of course here with Danny Chu. Hello. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you for having me. Um, of course, your webpage has exhaustive pages talking about your dolls, your mindset, and your mission. But we wanted to. Sometimes it's nice to hear it straight from the straight from the mouth. So I'm very glad you took the time to talk with us today. You was about to say horse's mouth, and then you thought, uh, maybe I shouldn't include horse. I don't know, like. Depends on the horse. There's some pretty, very pretty oh, horses. Okay. <laughs> All jointed horse. That would cool. Yep. Um, so, if you could blame your entry into the one-third doll hobby mm. on just one doll, mm. which one would it be and did you buy them? Uh, as in, like, uh, another company's products? Mm. So, uh, I would say that uh, it is Volks. Mm-hmm. It's Volks. Um, I love the line of uh, Dolby Dream. Yes. And uh, so they make a really cute uh, dolls. And um, for myself, I wanted to create something uh, with my vision of what I wanted from a uh, from a fashion doll. 
Right. So our products have uh, various concepts which are not seen in like any other products. <laughs> and um, the aim is to bring new people to the hobby rather than aim at folks who are already in the hobby, which is why our products, I feel, are quite different. Yeah, um, in fact, you're using a lot of uh, new techniques. Um, so right now you're working on an injection motive for yep, Mirai. Yep, yep, yep. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about the project? So uh, soft vinyl has been a method for making dolls for uh, like over a decade yes. now. And um, so it's been great up until, up until now. And I think that the reason why um, it's still being in use today is purely because it worked back then and it kind of works right now. Yes. I don't think it works for, um, I don't think it's scalable. Yeah. So compared to uh, resin, it is uh, much more lighter to carry around, yes. uh, much more easier to pose, mm. uh, but then you have problems of like color staining. Yes, absolutely. And um, for me, explaining that a doll will color stain to like a new person, uh, it's, uh, it's something I don't want to have to do. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like awkward because you're like, right now you have these beautiful models in front of us at the booth that are $630, full sets, amazing. And to, to some people, that would be like buying a Ferrari of a doll. And to hear that their Ferrari has like some things that are understood to be problems, it's like hard to hear for someone new to the hobby. Um, so, who do you hope to reach with these new, new things? What, what kind of group of collectors do you think these uh, injecting molding ones will go for? So, from? we are uh, currently the product is being aimed at um, pretty much everyone. So, lots of folks who do buy products are they're like business owners, they're, they run their own business. Uh, lots of designers, uh, architectures, um, and people from the whole world's life. Uh, lots of kids uh, like love our stuff as well. So it's been, um, I think our uh, marketing and our product development has really been able to uh, reach out to um, these customers. I, I'm personally excited for it because I'm the type of collector that likes to buy blank and build up. So this is more of the lines of the way I collect balls. So I'm very excited for that. Um, so in addition to pioneering this, you have previously pioneered one-third male anime doll. Yep. Um, what inspired you to enter that new little sub-market? Um, I don't know whether it would be considered as a little sub-market uh, because um, I think that what I want to do is um, so I think our stuff is good. Yes. Absolutely. I think they're like really good. Yes. And really proud of um, the work that we do and um, the quality that we maintain. And this can apply to girls of um, what I call milk color skin, yes. or tea color skin, or cocoa color skin, uh, or for boys as well. So yes. um, I think going, making different skin skin tones, like doing boys and girls, was a natural um, choice uh, for the product. Uh, may I ask you a little bit about the process of sculpting aging? You commented when in this in your social media that you felt uncomfortable with sculpting the nipple area uh, or headlights, as you often refer to it on the website. Uh, in the end, they were omitted from the sculpt. What do you think influenced your feelings about that final decision for the headlights? 
I think that um, just like um, our default girls over here, they don't have hormones. And this is very important for like the first time, uh, for somebody who sees a product for the first time. I don't want it to, to seem as uh, like a sexual object. Uh, it's for me, it's a, a fashion object. Uh, fashion and art. Fashion and art, yeah. And so for, I mean, I, I think that might for like guys as well. So whether they have um, something like sticking through uh, their chest. Um, another thing is if they have headlights, um, it could be very dangerous. Uh, Poke somebody's eye out. Absolutely. And um, could render them um, without vision for like uh, many, many weeks. Oh, uh, yeah, and, very, uh, very dangerous. Yeah, it'd be quite, um, quite dangerous. Um, speaking of which, uh, humor is one of the things you often use to sell okay. your dolls with. Um, in fact, uh, the pocket doll started as, I believe, one of your annual April Fool's yeah, yeah, jokes. Yeah. Uh, and on the Smart Doll page, your, your dolls are described as having more cup sizes than a Starbucks. Yep, yep, yep. Um, why do you choose to advertise, explain, and sell your dolls with humor rather than just with numerous pose shots and body measurements like other companies? I think, uh, again, we don't, um, I think one of the things that uh, I really want folks to realize is that um, I don't do this um, to make money. Mm. If I wanted to make money, uh, I would stay at Amazon. I'd be earning uh, quite, uh, <laughs> quite a bit of money, much more than I earn right now uh, with the business. And uh, so, yeah, so just make it again, uh, I don't do this for me. But then again, we do need to have... Uh, money to uh, continue to run this business and um, to make cool stuff. Now, for other companies where they've got like shareholders, um, there's like, lots of stakeholders, uh, lots of VPs, uh, um, uh, VPs, um, also there's uh, presidents. There's infrastructure. Yeah, there's like, lots of stakeholders. I think that uh, in a structure like that, uh, people would want to like be more serious. Um, in the way that they do things because they're scared about uh, what consumers may think of them. Uh, but again, I do not operate in a way whereby um, I do this for money or uh, I don't really care about like, what people think about our products. Because if I did, then we wouldn't have any products. When I first started making me right, uh, everyone objected. Uh, people were very, uh, they felt, uh, well, uh, deceived that I would convince them to buy another company's products and then later on come up with my products. So lots of them felt like they were very deceived and uh, I think it's, I think there's very various different mechanisms for that sort of feeling. Uh, but um, again, I don't, uh, I don't really care about what people think about it, what I do or what so your, the humor that shows in your website and your presentation is just, it's your personality. It's just show. me, yeah, it's just me and I talk. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's, it's you showing you and your heart yeah, yeah. and your love for yeah. your product. Yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. Um, so so um, I think uh, being like very straightforward with our products uh, are very uh, important as well. So we sell eyes on the website and wigs as well, but I state very clearly that they already come with eyes and wigs and you don't need to buy these extra accessories. Whether, whereas other companies would say, oh, we do, we saw these, these, and these, and I recommend you buy all of them. 
So for me, I don't want people to buy all my tokens. Um, I don't want them to be, I don't want their lives to be weighed down with like seven dollars. I would prefer that they buy, they buy like um, maybe one or two dollars, buy clothes for them, right. and then spend the rest of the money um, like going to travel with the dollars. Right. You're selling the dolls as part of a, an experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the, the, the experience isn't just viewing the doll. The experience is playing with and interacting with yeah. the doll, yeah. which is really how you get attached to a doll yeah. and, and you start to love the doll. Um, speaking of, uh, one way that people really get attached to dolls is customizing them to their own liking. Is there any thoughts at all of making some sort of uh, order as you like it mind? I think with our current uh, manpower, we are unable to do that, and we are completely uh, focused on our current line of original uh, dolls, and also the license model. The license, so we sell a lot of our own original characters, um, but it's a very constant stream. Yes. But when you get orders for um, licensed characters, they come in droves of thousands. Yeah. And, uh, managing that is uh, while trying to while ensuring that the quality is at a uh, standard which um, I'm looking for uh, is challenging. Yeah, I can imagine it's only been within the last what, year and a bit that you're going into the license yeah. now, so that's, it's all new to you in the, in the pre-orders and everything else, so that's, that's really fun. That being said, even though you don't do custom dolls, you have the widest range on the market for one-third vinyl anime dolls of skin tones. Why is this important? Um, I think that uh, being born up in the UK, um, I have like there's like black folks, like there's Turkish folks, there's like uh, Latin folks and like, white folks, and like surrounded by uh, like folks of uh, different nations. And um, being a fashion doll, this again is not for like, one particular uh, group or race; it's for everyone. So one thing that Japanese Vinyl companies call this skin tone, uh, yeah. they call it normal. Yes. And that's um, it's completely unacceptable yes, um, in just, this day and age. We just did an episode on body image and yeah. we were discussing that uh, what is called normal and what is called snow white. Yeah, yeah. And, so, uh, and it's called tan skin. And it's like, well, some people just have that skin naturally. That's, exactly, yeah. That's yeah. their skin tone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, just a few more questions. Yeah. Um, most of Smart Dolls' clothing currently is contemporary. Do you have any plans to create fantasy or historical um, So I am interested in uh, two different looks, which I'm starting to work on right now. One is a post-apocalyptic. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> so just do a search on Google for post-apocalyptic uh, fashion, and then you'll see this, this very worn look, very ragged, very, very comfortable. And it interests me so much that I want to make a line for people to smile. Uh, yes, please. Yeah. Yes, 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 please. Uh, uh, but I am also interested in the steampunk as well. So I've started with um, a belt. It's like a dual belt. And that will uh, evolve into a more um, steampunk kind of business. That's super cool. So, so obviously we're standing here at Anime New York City. Um, nice, big, huge convention. It's uh, do it first and do it big. Mm. It's how this one works. Yeah. Why is it important to come to a place like this when you also have brick and mortar stores and also have a website. Why is it important to come to the anime conventions? So for me, um, meeting the folks who I don't usually get to meet uh, is very important. Thank you for that. And um, so today I've met my folks who have been like, reading my website for like, over 10 years. 
Um, and uh, so that's the most important thing. So uh, to tell you the truth, we don't bring that many dogs. Um, so most of this is for uh, promotion um, of our brand okay, so and exposure to folks who haven't had the chance to discover um, our product yet. Uh, but we do have dogs for sale, so we do bring a lot of these dogs. We have them on display, and folks just choose one. And then, so they either take it away or they leave it here until the last day. Uh, but mostly it's about uh, meeting our fans and um, getting to know them. So one of the reasons why lots of Japanese companies don't uh, have booths at international events is because the first thing that comes in mind is, well, if we pay for a booth and construction and flights, uh, can we cover our costs? Or can we make a profit? And it's usually no, but they don't see the value in making uh, making like new friends or like making new connections in that region, which in my mind are pretty much a crisis. They're And that's our interview with Danny Chu at Anime NYC in November of 2017 with Becca. Unfortunately, it was a little bit hard to hear, but I was really interested to hear some of his point of view about why he began the business and some of his ideas about sculpting and appealing with different skin tones and things like that. Yeah, it seems like he's really building his brand for people that are being introduced to the one-third scale doll hobby. So he wants the dolls to be approachable, and he wants the dolls to be not innately sexualized, um, which to me is a difficult concept because as someone who creates an item, you don't have overt control over what happens to that item once it leaves your store. And I think on a certain scale, considering the general body types, female body types that he's working with. I think it's a little disingenuous. I think he's trying not to to avoid shock factor, maybe not sexiness, really. Right. Because um, they're clearly adult female women with a very curvaceous form for most of the ladies. Right. But the a special focus on like trying to make it as accessible as possible to like Middle Eastern countries and like regions that aren't typically considered consumers by a Japanese market. And even, like, hobbyists, people in the industry, children. He wants it to be accessible across ages, across cultures, and across, um, just from a player-collector's standpoint, be able to be accessed to many people. Um, I, I almost envision in his eyes, like, some place where smart dolls are as accessible and possibly known as a Barbie. Oh, yeah. You can definitely see there's a where the Japanese market is basically saturated. There is a very much Volks is the company over yes. in Japan, the country. And I feel part of his business strategy is to very purposefully cater to, very openly, the international market, which is a market that is underserved by um, companies such as Volks, which do lovely things, and they've done a lot more recently to try to kind of be accessible to an English-speaking or non-Japanese-speaking markets, but it's still very 
tightly controlled about what they're doing and how their items are accessed. Yeah, and it's and it's definitely definitely interesting how um, w- with the smart doll you get more competition between the the vinyl companies to try to drive ingenuity in business. Um, upcoming, we have Dolphy Dream Pretty, which I think I've rum- heard rumored has a spine that is similar to the smart doll. Um, so now we oh, have. I remember seeing some some sort of some float flirtations with such an idea yeah so um it's really cool seeing where smart doll is going starting to do the um what's the word um injection molding the injection molding starting to do the licensed dolls um going more into different skin tones putting more uh, faces out there getting uh into different sorts of clothing than just contemporary I think we're we're watching this brand expand, but also keep to Danny's business philosophy, which is that it's his business and his vision, and you're either buying into his vision for what he wants to do and play with and create for people to enjoy, or you can choose a different company. Yeah, there's definitely a very strong aesthetic focus in the types of shapes and faces and like the design sensibility is very coherent and very particular to a certain sensibility, which very much goes in ties into his general branding in his company. Like the outside of Smart Doll branding, there's a certain sort of unified look to what he goes after, including the or- the very distinctive orange. It's very distinctively his company kind of colors and the type of cutesy style that his branding often carries with it. Yeah, uh, like it's very we, much there. Like we can talk with our tangerine. <laughs> I don't know. We just, I I don't think we quite per- so purposely became orange, but we're. I'm not saying orange is bad. I'm just saying there's a specific shade of orange that when I see it, I'm like, ah, oh, that's the smart doll orange. It is, and it was very confusing because at the uh, anime NYC, it was also kind of the same color as Crunchyroll. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, Crunchyroll does have that orange to it, don't they? <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, Crunchyroll, Smart Doll, Danny Chu, Culture Japan. Okay. Wait, everything's mixing in a wonderful, delicious orange smoothie of anime and dolls that I'm going to <laughs> I slip did hear right it up. was a good con. It yeah. was. It wasn't overcrowded. It was very enjoyable. They had a lot of um, Artist Alley booths, um, my sister of which who was there uh, as Katazua, K-A-T-I-Z-U-A, pimping out my sister, yay. Um... <laughs> Nicely <laughs> rhymed. I, the best part is I know you absolutely did not do that on purpose. Yeah, no, that just came to me, so that's just natural. That's just just how I roll. It's just natural. It's how cool, how smart and brilliant. <laughs> Shush! I am not that smart and brilliant. No, 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 no. Well, we just heard an interview that was quite good, I think. Oh, oh, goodness sakes. We need to stop this before you, like, like, make my head grow any bigger. Hello, listeners. Let's watch me, Becca. Me, Becca, fluster. Me, fluster, Becca. No, no, We're just doing... We're just swinging 100 today. (laughs) No, no. It's okay. Well... As you think about your next smart doll purchase and drool over the idea of more post-apocalyptic clothing options, ooh, oh, steampunk though. Remember to keep on collecting dolls, but keep a budget. <laughs>